This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number 104 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your boy Leroy, coming at you straight out of the closet with a story about a real sucker. This one has been in the news very recently. Shout out to Amy Hernandez who posted about it in the Facebook group and Vinny who also sent me a link. I think a couple of other people tagged me in articles. Unfortunately, I couldn't find you, but you know who you are, and I appreciate you. I'm excited to get into it, so let's do just that. But first, let's get a joke in. And this one was sent to me from a new listener named Jim. Thanks, Jimbo. Alright, so a husband and wife go to the shopping mall and of course get separated. She calls his cell phone and says, Where the heck are you? He says, Remember when we were here as teenagers, and we were in that jewelry store, and there was a ring you loved so much, but I couldn't afford it? And I promised you, right then and there, in that store, that one day I would buy that ring for you? Now the wife starts crying at the romantic gesture and says, Yes, yes, of course I remember. Then the husband adds, Well, I'm in the bar next door to it. everybody hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as i serenade you with another tale of low-level true crime and don't worry my friends i promise when this is over i'll give you a million dollars <laughs> just kidding I can't believe you fell for that there's a sucker born every minute number 104. I'm a sucker for you. Let me level with you here. Normally, this is the part where I tell a short, personal anecdote that somewhat relates to our story. I don't have an experience about sucking to share with you, or at least one that I want to share. So I'm going to read someone else's experience from a BuzzFeed article called 23 Stories from People Who Really Suck at Flirting. Because why not? This one comes in from Tilly Doll, and she says, I used to work as a fishmonger, which means I basically sold raw fish and seafood. Anyways, when I quit that and started my new job as a cashier, a cute guy came in. We got to talking, and when I mentioned what I used to do, he said, No wonder you changed jobs. I responded, Yes, but now I've got nothing to blame the smell on. He abruptly left without buying anything, while I shouted after him, I don't smell like fish. I can prove it.
Our first story takes us to Nashville, Tennessee. The place to be. Love Nashville. I won't get into all the details about the nightlife over there or crime rates. Because we're going directly to the scene of the crime. Where it all goes down. And that's at the impressive and swanky Hilton Hotel. Located at 121 4th Avenue South. Downtown. I was on TripAdvisor and they have a better description of the joint and Nashville in general than I could ever give you. So let's hear it. TripAdvisor description of swanky Hilton Hotel quote. The Hilton Nashville Downtown Hotel is the only AAA four diamond full service all suite luxury hotel in Nashville, Tennessee. Named America's friendliest city by Travel and Leisure magazine, Nashville truly has it all. Rich music, history, vibrant nightlife, and legendary culture. Experience the Hilton Nashville Downtown Hotel, located in the heart of Nashville, featuring luxurious accommodations and amenities in a convenient setting. We're across the street from the Music City Center and next to the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum. We're also just a short walk to the Entertainment District and legendary... 2nd Avenue, with a variety of honky-tonks, restaurants, shops, and nightclubs. Can I get a hell yeah? This place is off the chain. Huge, too, with 330 rooms available, an upscale steakhouse, fitness center, a 17,000-square-foot space to hold meetings, room service. The list goes on and on and on. But you don't have to hear how great it is for me. With a 4.5-star average from over 2,500 Google reviews, Let's hear from Josh. He actually just gave one star. Avoid this place at all costs. I was upgraded to an executive suite. When I got to my room, there was hair on the shower walls. The carpet was tattered and the floor was dirty. Then, at 3 a.m. on my first night, I was awoken by absolutely thumping music from the bar below. This noise continued throughout my entire stay. Not even earplugs and a white noise app could drown it out. Then, for the first day and a half, nobody came to clean my room. I then requested an extended checkout by 30 minutes and was told no, even with Hilton honor status. So many better options in Nashville. I'd never stay at this property again. End quote. Wow, Josh didn't seem to enjoy himself, but many others did, including Lauren, who gave four stars. She says, First and foremost, the location is absolutely king if you're a tourist. So if you're looking for a hotel based on proximity to Broadway and the Honky Tonks, this is it. The lobby is very grand and makes a great first impression. If you have a chance to get a view facing the Walk of Fame Park, I'd recommend that. The main con of this hotel for me was the rooms. They're a bit dated, and our carpet and chairs and couches were stained. Tile was also cracked in the bathroom a bit. It was overall just okay for a room. Not bad, and not amazing. It's possible I just got a room that was a bit worn down and had some messy guests in the past. I did receive an upgrade to a view, but I would have declined it had I realized. Accepting an upgrade as a gold member wipes your food and beverage credit out and they have to eat in the executive lounge instead, which is poorly equipped for breakfast. If you get the food and beverage credit, decline a view upgrade and save your food and beverage credit for the buffet. The eggs are real there. End quote. Well, I hope so, lady. 
Anyway, it sounds like a wonderful hotel in the heart of downtown. A little on the pricier side, I was just checking, and to get a room today, which as I'm recording this episode is a Monday, you're going to be spending at least $300. My family and I stayed in Nashville for a night on our way to Florida last year. We stayed at the Comfort Inn or the Econo Lodge or something like that. Not sure what it was called, but we spent about 130 bucks for the four of us. So pardon me if I'm overhyping the classiness of this Hilton, but it sounds much nicer than the accommodations I'm used to. Now that we've set the stage here, let's travel back just two months to March 30th, 2023. It's a Thursday, and night manager David Patrick Neal is busy, as always. Uh-oh. Notice how we're using his middle name. Historically, that can't be good. Whenever we bust out the middle name, it's usually bad news. Being the manager of this large hotel, even though he works the overnight shift, is still quite the responsibility. And David prides himself on giving his customers the best service. Full service. He goes above and beyond. We're talking way above and beyond. Maybe that's to compensate for the fact that this is a job David shouldn't even possess. Because this five foot six inch, 52-year-old, bespectacled, weaselly-looking little character has a shady past, to say the least. And hey, I'm all about giving people second chances and all that. But to put this sleazeball in a position of authority here, to give him this much power and access to personal information and items is a terrible idea. David has previous convictions for forgery, drinking and driving. And get this, he also served five years in prison for manslaughter. Yeah, when I say this guy has some skeletons in his closet, I mean that, literally. This was back in 1996 when David was just 25 years of age. He got into a heated scuffle with his roommate and ended up shooting him. He died right there on the spot. David claimed it was in self-defense. The jury seemed to somewhat disagree, and he was found guilty of voluntary manslaughter. That is crazy. And obviously we weren't there, so don't completely know how it went down. Maybe the roommate was a piece of shit or crazy. But one thing that's very disturbing is David's mugshot. He's smirking. He's got this little grin on his face, which shows at the very least that he wasn't feeling much remorse. I'll post that pic on social media when I get the chance, so you can despise this guy as much as I do. But getting back to present day, it's about 5am, and David quietly slithers into an occupied room unannounced. He does this using a key that he had cloned, which I'm sure is very illegal, unless of course he has a good reason to do it. Spoiler alert, he doesn't unless being attracted to the man who's staying there counts. David was in this room the night before, fixing an issue with the television set, an issue that Peter Brennan had called in. And when David met Peter, Davy liked Our guest Peter uh, looks to be in his early 40s, neatly trimmed beard, nice looking fella, and he was in Nashville on business. Flew out from Texas. He was staying at this nice hotel. Life is good for our guy. And he's not just some desk jockey either. Not some pencil-neck nerd. In his younger days, he served in the Air Force. He eventually became a lieutenant and was also an intelligence officer. So kudos to him. Peter had a long day. Was probably checking out some of the sights, walking around town. Ooh, and I bet you his feet were aching. Speaking of feet, night manager David creeps across the room to Peter's bedside. 
lifts up the blanket, exposing his little piggies. See, the manager has a foot fetish. And remember when I said he likes to go above and beyond with the service? Well, I wasn't joking. David starts sucking Peter's toes clean, getting rid of all that dirt, and impressively fitting all five of those toes in his mouth at once. Peter's a pretty heavy sleeper, but this totally bizarre service from David wakes him up quite quickly. In my experience, being awoken from a suck job is quite nice, pleasurable even, and a welcome surprise. However, when applied to the feet and by a total stranger in a hotel room, not so nice. Scary. Peter, in what was admittedly not his bravest or toughest moment, woke up and let out a scream. Shocked and disoriented, he turned on the light and saw manager David cowering in the corner. He was wearing a nice tucked-in shirt with his name stitched on it. He recognized the manager immediately, having seen him the previous night when he fixed the boob tube. Peter started asking him questions, like, why are you here? Why are you doing this? David couldn't come up with a response, really, just murmuring and muttering a mishmash of nonsense. Obviously, there isn't anything he could say that would make sense. Perhaps he was too embarrassed to tell the truth. You might say David didn't want to put his foot in his mouth, which is kind of ironic, because clearly he's into that sort of thing. Let's get a quote from businessman Peter on this strange scenario, via an interview with WKRN News. Quote, All my life, you just have that sense of security, and that sense of peace, right? It's not like you're camping and you have to kind of keep one eye open. You have that security. That's yours. And when you close your eyes, you feel like you're safe and you're protected. And it was a complete violation. I was just so, so shocked. It was like, who are you? Why are you in my room? It was almost a dream, a sort of nightmare. It just didn't make sense. Why is this person touching me? End quote. A dream indeed, and a wet one at that. So Peter called up hotel security and filled them in on the situation, and he said that they didn't seem to take him that seriously. Which, shame on them. But I get it. It's not like this was another guest or a janitor who snuck into this dude's room. It was the man in charge, the head honcho, the big kahuna. Basically their boss, so it's a very weird scenario. One where you need to tread lightly, tiptoe around it, for lack of a better term. So after realizing this, Peter decides, screw it. I better take things a step further and call the police, which he did. Before we go any further here, let's take a time out for a moment. I gotta tell you about Factor, everybody. Factor is awesome. And they make eating better easy with their delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Do you like to save time? Of course you do. With Factor, every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted and ready to go in just two minutes. There's no prep and no mess. The meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no cooking or cleanup necessary, which is great if you're a person like me who is always on the go. Eating fast food is fun, but let's face it, it's usually greasy and has become quite expensive. We've done the math, the numbers are in, and Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious, so you can feel good about your choices. So what are you waiting for, Illegalites? Head to factormeals.com slash excuse me, that's illegal 50, and use code excuse me, that's illegal 50 to get 50% off. That's code excuse me, that's illegal 50 at factormeals.com slash excuse me, that's illegal 50 
to get 50% off. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go to the gym? Go for a run? Read a book? Take a nap? I'd probably take a nap. Yeah, definitely take a nap. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? And therapy can help you find what matters most to you, so you can do more of it. It's also helpful for learning positive coping skills, and it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And who doesn't want that? If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Sounds good, don't it? Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Here's what you got to do. Visit BetterHelp.com slash excuse me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash excuse me. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc this is weird right but not our first rodeo as i covered a couple toe suckers in episode 28 one of them was a guy who worked in the hospital who sucked on a patient's toes in the middle of the night as well a sick 80 year old lady's toes gross That guy denied it and said he dropped something and bumped into the lady's foot and that it was all a misunderstanding. Not the best excuse, but not the worst either. And he was actually supposed to be keeping an eye on her, so at least he had a reason to be in her little room. Night manager David, however, cloned a key and snuck into this man's hotel room. Like, how did he picture this playing out? There's no decent outcome that I can think of and no excuse that makes sense as to why he was in the room. Maybe David was hoping the guy would be into it. But even if he was into getting his toes sucked by some nerdy middle-aged man, he's still going to be freaked out by someone breaking into the room. You gotta think this was probably the one and only time David tried this, because I'm sure any other victims would have came forward and reported the incident, or at the very least, left a scathing one-star review. Who knows, maybe David gave them some hush money, a couple free intercontinental breakfasts to shut them up. Anywho, David did come up with an excuse for entering the room that night. He said he smelled smoke coming from in there. Not bad, but he didn't alert anyone else about this, and no guests or co-workers backed up David's claims of smelling anything. So that excuse went up in flames. Peter cut his business trip short and went back home to Texas as he felt vulnerable and unsafe. No doubt. Poor guy. And police launched an investigation that took longer than you'd think. Eventually, they arrested David Patrick Neal at his home about five weeks later, in early May. 
He is being charged with aggravated burglary and assault. Davey is still in custody as we speak, as he hasn't posted the $27,000 bail. I guess he's awaiting the trial. And maybe saving some of that money for a good lawyer, because this case seems like a slam dunk against him, especially given his previous troubles with the law. Speaking of his troubles with the law, it begs the question, why was he hired in the first place? Let's get a quote from Peter's attorney, Michael Fisher, who's wondering the same thing. Quote, when Hilton hired this person, they had to have known. They have to do background checks to know. And the fact that they would put somebody like that in a position where they have the ability to clone keys, have the ability to get into a guest room, it's shocking. End quote. You're damn right. Peter is also in the midst of suing David for sexual assault. And probably this hotel should be on the hook too, you would think. Hiring David shows a complete disregard for their guest's safety. It really is mind-boggling. Peter really has been affected by this incident, mentally. He says, I'm having problems sleeping, going through some PTSD, and talking to a therapist. So yeah, and this is from a dude with a military background. I wonder if he's playing it up a bit. I probably shouldn't doubt the impact he says this has had on him. I'm sure it would have affected me too. I'd probably start wearing shoes to bed. Or at the very least, soak my toes in hot sauce before I lie down for the night. I'll be keeping an eye on this fresh case going forward, and we'll hopefully give you an update in the not-too-distant future. Before we wrap this up, let's check out what the people in the New York Post comment section are saying. Dave Bartlett says, Not to ruin a this-country-is-swirling-into-the-toilet-bowl kind of fun item like this, but I am curious why the guest didn't have the safety latch thrown on his door. That, plus the fact that no room key was found on the night manager. He says he threw it away, but this would seem to suggest that he was invited into the room. I know, I know. Nothing of what's been said would seem to support that theory. But still. Oh, come on, man. Some people these days think literally everything is a conspiracy. And this one ain't it, guy. What else we got? Clue says, Disgusting. He's lucky the victim didn't give him a serious beatdown. I wonder if the police swept the rim for recording devices. I doubt this is the first time the deviant manager has done something disgusting at the hotel. I'd like to see Hilton release a statement about the safety or lack of safety of their rooms and what their hiring practices will be from now on. Yeah, I agree with everything there. No doubt Hilton will release some bullshit response about doing better, and David the night manager surely has been up to some deviant behavior at the hotel. I still think the toe-sucking incident might be a first, but definitely he's done less aggressive things that have escalated to get him to this point. There were also a few good puns. Someone said when Peter woke up, he immediately knew something was afoot. Also, the night manager really got himself into a jam. A toe jam. hey oh. Chili Palmer adds, That will give anyone a case of PTSD. Post-toe-sucking stress disorder. And my favorite, Randall goes, Coincidentally, his favorite breath freshener is Mentos. Nice. We'll end this with Tracer Bullet's comment, which is oh so true, and gave me a chuckle. He says, this will remind me to be very specific from now on when asking for a wake-up call.
and we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 104. I'm a sucker for you. Wow, that was some crazy stuff. Anywho, you know what time it is. Listener confession time, baby. So, oh, I want to give a shout out to Hannah Wilkinson who reached out and thanked me for singing this jingle I'm about to get into. She said every time I do it, for some reason, it times perfectly with her walking into a room where her husband is. So Hannah's husband, this one's for you, stud. Let's get criminal, criminal. I wanna get criminal. Da 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 da. Mwah. Uh, this, <laughs> this confession comes in from a listener named Brienne, and she says. I've been binging your podcast for a month now and love it. I can't believe it took me so long to find you. It's surprising that you're not a megastar. That fact in itself, my friend, is criminal. Wow, thanks, Brianne. Flattery will get you everywhere around here. So yeah, you are now one of my favorite people. Anywho, let's get into her story here. She says, My story might not technically be criminal, but it should be. When I was a young girl... We had a creep in town who would sniff all the women's hair. He would quickly walk up behind his victims, then lean in for a quick whiff, then carry on as if nothing happened, like he was smelling a flower or something. And it wasn't just women. It was kids, too. Thank God he never smelled me. But he did smell my friend Carrie's hair, and she was mortified. This does have a bit of a happy ending, as Carrie's dad found creepy hair-smelling guy a few days later. And I'm not sure what he said to him, but whatever it was, it certainly did the trick. Because he never smelt a woman's hair again. At least that I know of. Maybe he only did it in other neighborhoods after that? Not sure. Anyway, thought you'd enjoy that, and I'd love to get your thoughts. I won't say keep doing what you're doing, because that sounds lame, but... Uh, whatever. Keep on doing what you're doing. Brienne. Wow. Thanks, Brienne. And very good point. That's one of these sleazy things that wouldn't land a guy in jail. I'm not sure if it's even illegal, but very creepy behavior. Getting all up in people's personal space. And something that could eventually escalate. But maybe that's just his thing. He enjoys the smell of woman's hair, or shampoo, or hairspray, or whatever it is. I gotta admit, a lot of you ladies do have fantastic smelling hair. Sometimes when I get a whiff, I love to go back for seconds. But I have self-control. There are boundaries, and that's one that you shouldn't cross, at least with a stranger. This guy needs to get a girlfriend, then he could buy her nice shampoos and scents and sniff her hair until he's blue in the face. But leave the rest of the ladies alone, please. I would love to know what your friend's dad whispered in that creep's ear. Must have been quite the badass threat. Amazing stuff. Excuse me, that's illegal at gmail.com is the email. Please send me your softcore crime confessions or just weird stories in general. And like my pal Brianne here, you too could have your story played on the air. That's it for now. Join the Patreon for some bonus content. Send your boy some cold hard cash through PayPal. Join the private Facebook group. Add me on TikTok, which I'm going to start posting over there again. Instagram, Twitter, blah, 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 blah. You get it. And you can find links to all that stuff in the show notes. Just a click of the button and you're there, baby. Okay, that's all I got for you for now. But if you come meet me back here in 10 days, I will happily serve you up another hearty helping of softcore scumbaggery. Peace.